0: You're feeling good
1: yeah i'm feeling all right i'm feeling right. feeling like this is the black and animated podcast
0: oh snap it's a black and animated podcast
1: yeah and in the wake of the world ending we're oh, no. to not together
0: yeah that's right we are not in the same room <laughs> and, yeah, this is going to be super weird, because uh, I usually bounce off of the stuff that you're doing, and I'm like, <sighs> oh, <laughs> I do know, it's weird.
1: Uh, we're, we're better in the same yeah, I, space, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. No, I think we can make this work. I think we're going to make this work, and everyone's going to be happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean... I, I don't know. We didn't really need to tell anybody this, but I, I feel transparency is important, I suppose. Yeah. In, I in, do
0: feel like transparency is important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. In light of the spooky, scary virus that's gone around. Um, co- way, COVID-19. Yes. COVID-19. <laughs>
0: COVID ni- 19.
1: 19, um. Mm-hmm we Wayman and I are not in the same space we are nope. practicing the whole um
0: social distancing the whole
1: social distancing thing um mm-hmm. and i know it sounds like we're kind of being jokey but it is a serious thing and we hope that everyone um is taking precautions and being safe washing their hands and you know being respectful to those who are less fortunate that can't self isolate or People who are like you know working, like service food workers, the elderly—they oh, they, need—they need help and assistance too. Um, yes people who are in it that are like setting up folks to work from home like they kind of have to stay and keep the show running for all you folks that have to work from home so remember Mm -hmm. that and appreciate those people postal workers still have to deliver your mail the us has the government has not told like them to stop delivering mail not to get political and everything right now but we just want to address it since this is a thing that is going on and it's affecting us too so you know um from the very
0: very well said yes yeah
1: from the bna crew to you uh as i posted on twitter you know be safe stay vigilant and stay respectful
2: yes please
1: but um in lighter news though we wanted to talk about something that i don't know why it took so long to talk about (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't
0: know why it took it so long to talk about that maybe because the availability of the uh the show that we are going to be talking about today uh, is just not super difficult but kind of hard to come by until recently
1: (laughs) yeah i mean you could be a pirate and get it but we want to support official releases Mm -hmm. Um, and you could only buy like the movie dvd of this because a certain company and we realize now that they weren't being cowards; they were um, waiting for the right time to release it because of of certain circumstance. So, mm-hmm. um, proud family guys.
0: Yeah, proud family. What?
1: You and me will always be done. family. family, family and me every single day, You like a
0: You know <laughs> I'm <night. laughs>
1: That's our, that's our that's our collective Solange impression. Did we do a mm-hmm. good job? I hope we did.
0: I think it. I think it came out amazingly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh. So yeah, like proud family. It's a show that um it came out on Disney Channel. Um, mm-hmm. it ran from September fifteenth in two thousand one to August nineteenth two thousand five. I can't wow. believe it. uh the show is uh. 20 years old 19 years 20 19
0: 19 20, yeah 19 because it came out 2001 you said right yeah yeah so 19 years ish well almost 19 it's like <laughs> 18 technically still
1: it's it's crazy that this show is that old and mm-hmm. well, i don't know like it sounds like it's a like i don't want to say it's like it's old you know but it just feels like it wasn't that long ago when we saw it on TV, you know?
0: Yeah. At the same time, I feel like, I mean, I think this with a lot of the shows that I used to watch as a kid, but like, it feels like it wasn't long ago, but then I try to remember episodes without having to see the synopsis or a a screenshot of the episode. And it's difficult for me (laughs) to remember it. Like I, before watching any episodes in preparation for this podcast, uh, I was like, I don't remember that many I remember loving the show and watching the heck out of it, but I wouldn't be able to recite the premise of an episode. I could recite the premise of the show, but I could you know, tell you the premise of any specific episode. But then it yeah. all came flooding back as I was watching. I was like, oh my, I remember this episode. No, I
1: feel you too. Like when when the Proud family dropped on Disney Plus, like what was it like? It was earlier this year, right? At the top of this year. I think it was in I February. Think so,
0: yeah. I, yeah, I think it was January. I think it might've been January. Because, yeah, I think it, it, was either
1: yeah. Janu- it was either very early January or late December because they yeah. announced the revival like at the very tippy tippy end of Mm -hmm. February.
0: Yes. Yeah. I definitely I think it might have been late December because uh or yeah maybe just like you said, because I remember going to a friend's house and hanging out and then having Proud Family on them in the background and I was like wait it's our Disney plus
1: But yeah, like as I was watching the episodes on Disney Plus, I was like, I have a vague recollection of like a lot of these meshed together, but like I, I can't remember like what episode in like what happened. But mm-hmm. it, like, yeah, it all, it all came back as I was watching. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this and this and this and this and this and that and that character mm-hmm. and the theme song and blah, blah.
0: Mm-hmm. And Al yeah, Roker
1: um... just being a villain for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Um, I, but just like a kind of quick, uh, I guess, plot summary or just oh, summary yeah. of what the show is for people that don't, for the people that you know uh, didn't grow up with the show or don't know that it exists or whatever. Um, The Proud Family it, it follows um this family named surname Proud, but specifically <laughs> 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 David Proud. This, yeah, <laughs> specifically Penny Proud who is the early teen age member of this family what? middle school I can't remember what, what age specifically but she I, I'm pretty sure is like middle school early high school age um and it kind of fo- follows it's a sitcom format animated comedy uh following her as she experiences life in uh school and the wackiness of her family And kind of um, all from the perspective of this, of Penny, who is a black female high school student. High school, middle school age, around that, yeah, area of time.
1: Yeah, tweens.
0: Yeah, tweens. That's basically what Proud Family is about.
1: Yeah, and there really wasn't any other animated, like, black sitcom, you know? Like, we mm. like, like we had, um, gosh, I don't know, I guess, well, like, we I had Albert and them and, like, Little Bill, like, that existed, but, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, for, like, yeah. modern, like, 21st century, you know? Well, yeah, like,
0: uh, especially for, um, children, like, I can't really think of a lot that have uh, I mean, during that time, that had a uh, black lead, especially black female lead, uh, that was just about life and living life, and just the uh, different circumstances. And of course, it's like uh, it, it is a bit hyperbolic in its like comedy and like situations that yeah. uh, the characters get into, but it still is very much grounded in the sense of like the life lessons that Penny learns and stuff like that. Um, And I'd say some of that
1: come, sorry.
0: No, yeah, no, continue.
1: Oh, and I was going to say, and I'd say that some of that um, hyperbolic comedy comes from it's like creator and uh, Bruce W. Smith, who we all know, like from creating this show, um, happy ever after Tales for every child. Uh, Bebe's kids animating mm-hmm. Doctor Facilier in um, Princess and the Frog*. Working on Tarzan, I believe he was the lead animator on *Kerchak*. I think.
0: Oh, he also I, *Hair Love*. Wait, did you mention *Hair Love*? I did Hair not Love.
1: mention *Hair Love*. Co-director yeah, of mo- *Hair Love*. Yeah,
0: co-director of *Hair Love*, which uh won an Oscar.
1: Heck yeah!
0: Yeah yeah.
1: Shout out Matthew Cherry did it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like you know, Bruce is an animator, and um, he really like pushes for like that visual comedy and like the craziness. But you know, it's still like like it's not stilted and it has heart. You know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's a huge reason why we wanted to discuss the show and uh some of the episodes that uh were chosen for that we've chose to speak about on this podcast uh kind of highlight that the the comedy but also connecting it to uh, just the strong moral uh lessons that are taught within the episode
1: mm-hmm. and um so those so, so the episodes that we wanted to highlight specifically were um culture shock i i is it it was either I have a dream or I had a dream. I think it's I had a dream.
0: I had a dream because, yeah.
1: yeah. I had a dream. And then mm-hmm. family, family Ties? Yes. Yes. I know that um, there is the Kwanzaa episode that could have also been discussed, but I kind of feel like the two that a lot of people talk about are Culture Shock and the I Had a Dream one, but some people don't talk about the Family Ties one only because, like, i don't know i thought it was fun to sort of highlight like bougie black people and i don't know hood black people for lack of a better term and like how the (laughs) and how i guess the you know family dynamics can meet and sort of uh i don't know just be different because like black people come in a spectrum you know we're not all the same
0: yeah i mean since you're kind of like digging in a little bit to family ties let's talk about the family ties episode
1: yeah so uh proud family they're christians
0: <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: yeah and just i guess quick little synopsis is uh bb and cc are getting baptized and it's a typical i guess like sitcom trope where a wife comes from like a rich family husband is a bumbling idiot from sort of like a middle class like lower family i suppose and proud Mm -hmm. family kind of uses that dynamic in a uh black culture sense where you have like trudy's family is um well penny wanted to invite the family to the baptism so Mm -hmm. she talked to her parents and wanted to reach out to her mom's side of the family it's unclear whether or not she reached out to the other side of the family but
0: I, I think she does she doesn't actually i think she reached out to uh Trudy's side of the family and then Cause uh, she knows out them of sp- better probably yeah and then out of spite uh oscar reached out to his side of the family because he was like oh like Trudy's family is so like they're they have a superiori complex they look down on uh me specifically and uh i mean looks down on the family too but like oscar very much so so he was like you know what i'm gonna invite my side of the family so that i'm not spending the entire time like being looked down on uh and yeah that's how Oscar's side of the family gets invited
1: and (laughs) i don't know it's just funny um geez and there's some like um voice actors that are pretty well known or actors and actresses that are pretty well known that voice like the sign members like um, Anthony Anderson is Ray Ray Oscar's brother oh
0: wait well no Oscar's brother they're
1: cousins
0: his cousin yeah I was gonna say his cousin
1: oh I'm in I'm a I'm a dummy the episode is called behind family lines not family ties geez oh I thought it was called family
0: ties oh my gosh it's is so funny i literally thought it was confident ties so. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh but yeah, it's all... about the family coming together for the baptism mm-hmm. arguing the entire time and then like you know they realize like hey you know we should uh chill out
0: mm-hmm. yeah i feel like um uh just just watch as i was watching the episode um and seeing what the plot was and also getting that weird sense of oh my gosh I remember this episode this is so weird um and kind of experiencing like yeah this is like I kind of have family that is (laughs) like this a little bit like not to the point that they are specifically in this episode and I'm I'm sure there are people that are like this but there it was so important for me um kind of just like you said because it showed the spectrum. Like, I feel like stereotypically um, people that are not Black will automatically see uh, a Black person as how Oscar family, Oscar's family is. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are very um, uptight and um, not trying, like, trying to uh, portray a certain class level And act like Trudy's side of the
1: family, yeah. Bougie people, (laughs) yeah. Bougie, yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. Like, if you watch the episode, like, you'll hear Anthony Anderson right away as Ray Ray, Monique as uh, Mm bunetta and then, yes, uh, (laughs) yeah, I love it. All right, now um, I have to look
0: up this item DB because I didn't even like. Literally, as you're saying the names, I'm like, "What? Yeah, actually, remember hearing them."
1: And then I could never pronounce his last name correctly, but um, rest in peace to him, Robert uh Guillaume is a Dr. Trudy's Trudy's. uh, Oh, okay,
0: yeah, because I was hearing his voice too, and I was like, I don't know who that is, but yes, you uh, do. Well, (laughs) I do. But I didn't uh like. I recognize the voice. Is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, he's the narrator in "Happily Ever After" for all the fairy tales. Oh, and,
0: oh, and that's lovable, okay. Yep,
1: and you're <laughs> Lovable Rafiki.
0: Oh, re- oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, I remember just watching the episode. Like, I know this voice, but I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and never forget every time bobby shows up that's that's cedric the entertainer y'all
0: yes that is cedric the entertainer i remember because uh while watching the episodes and seeing the credits uh roll at the end i saw cedric i was like wait who does who's cedric the, i did not hear his voice but i was like oh he's doing a voice <laughs> that makes okay
1: and also uh uh diana trudy's trudy's sisters uh Sher- cheryl lee ralph um, she's an actress. She was—I mean, I'm sure people would recognize her as Rita from Oliver and Company. Um, she was in Moesha. She was a sister act too. And I don't know if y'all watch Young Justice. Uh, she's Amanda Waller in there right now. So.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Snap. So yeah, there's oh, yeah, some that... voices in here, y'all. There's some voices in here. Yeah. Oh man, I'm. <laughs> right sorry i'm also but- like double checking um one other character reuben who i think is uh trudy's like brother if i'm yes. not mistaken yeah he <laughs> he's the cowardly lion in the whiz oh he- yeah david allen greer Mm-hmm. david allen greer oh okay yeah there's there's people there's peoples i don't know they it family went out of its way to really put a lot of black actors and actresses from like comedy and stuff that like our parents knew because like bruce's bruce and them like the writers they're all our parents and our grandparents ages now so you know Mm. that's why like a lot of these voices that you'll hear are people that like we That you're like, oh, isn't that so and so from that movie or whatever from that black sitcom? Oh
0: yeah, that's I I think that's really amazing and cool.
1: I know this isn't in an episode that we talked that we're talking about, but um, I think about uh the Moesha parody um Aisha that they tried to get back on air that episode. Oh, in the Proud Family.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) real Union is Aisha. And she's like, I oh. didn't want to come back on air. I'm tired. <laughs> ah. And then they, I, and then, and then there's a show that they watch called My Mama and Me, and it's just the Parker. Oh my god! Yes. Okay.
0: Oh man, that makes me want to go back and watch this episode because I have like a really distinct memory of that gag in my head, and I feel like for the longest time I couldn't remember where it was from, but I just remember being a kid watching this and going like, I know this is the Parkers. And I don't think I I can't remember if I watched a lot of episodes of The Parker's. I just remember being like, "Oh yes, The Parker's,"
1: Parkers. (laughs) and it's cute. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's we're not talking about the Parkers. Talk about the Proud Family. But yeah, I I I thought that like this episode is also important in the sense of just showing like different family dynamics and like even though they are kind of exaggerated like as black folks we do have a spectrum of people like this in our family and like like the way you talked about you're you're like oh this reminds me of someone in my family like ray ray and bunetta and them definitely reminds me of people on my dad's side of the family for sure oh yeah
0: i definitely have a lot of people uh <laughs> on both my parents' side of the family that are Ray Ray and Bunetta's family. But I also have people on my uh my dad's side of the family who's kinda like uh Trudy's side of the family.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like there there are certain people on my granny and my mom's side that kind of are like Trudy's people, but I feel like most of my kin are more so like Ray Ray and Bunetta. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Also, mm-hmm. um, they they all like kind of what is it? They go to they go to like the the clam place, the Red Lobster like mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of nasty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was disgusting! I was like, this place gotta... cannot be real. <laughs> I hope it's not. I, I'm sure it's like an exaggerated version of whatever place they're referencing. But I was they're like, this can't... Red Lobster i i feel like they're not i feel like they're
1: not. <laughs> i feel like they're referencing well, maybe it's else. Like some, like, red lobster type clam p- place that's like a buffet but you know, maybe it's just like a couple of things put together you know
0: May- yeah that that's true it could be it could be red lobster and like many things put together um yeah because <laughs> i was like what what place is this <sighs> Uh, it's definitely not um,
1: 1955 where Penny ended up getting whisked away to in the I Had a Dream episode.
0: Ooh, yeah. About to, that's a really good segue to the I Had a Dream <laughs> episode. <laughs> but I do want to say one last thing about... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to mess up your segue. Oh, but anyway. I do have one last thing about to say about Baha'i family lines. I, I almost called the family ties again, but um, ah, I, I don't think cartoons can ever do what I'm about to say again, or maybe they will, I don't know, well if it's for kids not, but the referencing to religion at all was something that was like very like, it was probably this episode because it was the whole backbone of this episode is they're together or they're coming together to um, be at the baptism of the babies
1: and I was like
0: I was like, oh my god, I'm like,
1: what? Well, from what I've seen in, like, Disney Junior shows, they tend to skew away from religion, is what it, What? what I? from what I've, like, seen, like, watching them. Like, I don't think, like, like, Elena has Dia de los Muertos uh, and stuff, but I feel like they're not, like, a lot of these shows for, like, little kids aren't specifically saying, like, this is what God is, you know?
0: Mm-hmm yeah but i mean Proud family you know it wasn't a little kids show even and i feel like uh kids shows at any age kid yeah it would be yeah you probably wouldn't have like if, if they were in a storyline like this uh, yeah church. they're gonna they go to they go to church and everything and i feel like i don't know i feel like uh if the storyline was brought to today it would not be able to would not make it to tv or something uh but um also,
1: also too i feel like a lot of tv shows are very like hyper a lot of like networks might be nervous to portray certain cultures with without like they're nervous, like they're like they're scared of being disrespectful. And I know that yes. this is fine because like, you know, Bruce and them, like they're all black people working on it. I mean, not mm-hmm. everybody on the show is black, but like the creative heads, Bruce, Doreen Spicer, Ralph, Calvin Brown, Jr., they they were they're all black people who are at the top that are like in charge of this show. Um mm-hmm. and I feel like if it were like I don't know, like white execs. And then maybe like black board artists or something handling characters like Ray Ray and Bunetta and them and um, um, like Trudy's family, they might be wary of doing it. And I know that like, we could probably bring up Craig here for a second that like, yeah, those are like white exec slash like creators with like black board artists and a black head writer. But Craig is very like middle of the road, you know, Mm. actually yeah do
0: they do they have religion at all in uh craig of the creek
1: i do not know i feel like yeah they haven't
0: i'd I'd like to check that out actually no
1: did they say didn't they say grace from the thanksgiving one
0: yes they did say grace
1: so i guess that's probably as far as you can push it
0: but th- yeah yeah i was gonna say like did they praise god or did they <laughs> just have grace like hey thanks for the food <laughs> all right you know like that type of saying grace or was it like I, uh god gave us this food and <laughs> what they can use specifically christian god amen
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't really think that we see people or kids in churches besides like maybe if there's a wedding or something because mm, you
0: know like- right
1: kids tend to actually yeah. church
0: yeah i think i feel like i usually hmm i'm trying to think uh because we're specifically talking christianity right now but I, i'm trying to think if i've ever seen like other like jewish religious stuff because i feel like elena like oh doesn't does elena Avalor have a oh
1: there was does a it have
0: jewish, jewish
1: princess that appeared oh. recently, like in the last couple months i think on a, on an elena episode oh cool um and i mean like uh arthur talked about like different well arthur talked about like different religious holidays around christmas and like that special because remember mm. like Francine is Jewish, and Muffy was getting upset that Francine didn't show up to her Christmas party or or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, and she's like, "It's she's like I don't she's like what is Hanukkah like? That's weird. I don't get it. You should be spending time with me and Christmas." And she's like, "Muffy, it's not about you all the time."
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, I do remember that episode.
1: <laughs> well, maybe i have
0: yeah, maybe I just haven't seen a lot of uh cartoon because like I feel like um in my head I can't really think of a lot. uh uh, kids cartoons that reference religion but at the same time it's probably just me having a bad memory (laughs) but i I found that interesting watching it
1: also i realized my tangent earlier was more so about race than religion
0: uh what do you mean
1: no about like um how execs would be sort of nervous to like handle certain things like Uh. i was more so talking about like um cultural like intricacies right um so yeah that that was a tangent that didn't need to happen
0: (laughs) well it's staying in (laughs) um but yeah that that was just one aspect that uh i caught that i found interesting uh just thinking oh i don't really see that a lot in the animated sitcom or just the animated the kid animated like aspect or media content, whatever content. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't um, think that there's like anything in like current kids media that like is like they are Christian or they are Jewish or they are, um, they pract- they're they're part of the, they're 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 Islamic, you know.
0: Yeah. Other than like, I feel like usually it'll probably be like, oh, I'm Jewish, like, and maybe it won't go past that or something um maybe they'll just i don't know i i i feel like i tend to not see that a lot and that's probably why it was such a big uh just not stick in the mug what do you call it it stood out there we go that's the word i'm looking for it stood out to me
1: i mean if you want to count uh gosh what's the little girl from Rick and ralph
0: Uh, an lp
1: vanilla P. Von Schweetz, the voice actress, yeah, being Jewish, and I'm like, yeah, lit. But you. that's also like just the voice voice actress claiming that, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. necessarily blatant, like you know. But we will claim right. it. We will allow her to claim it because that's great. Mm-hmm. And My speaking sister, boy, of
0: <laughs> great, speaking of great. You had a great segue earlier that I interrupted.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's get back on that segue to <laughs> talk about I Had a Dream.
1: Yeah, this episode, Penny gets whisked back to the year 1955, where Jim Crow was a thing, and mm-hmm. it sucks.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, a pretty good episode, and uh, it kind of the whole thing centers around, or the backbone of the plot is that the, Penny and her friends are doing presentations about different uh, figures in Black history, and, uh, and they're like, all talking like, about
1: pop now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Talking about the 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 not so prominent uh, figures in in Black history because um uh, there there's a little bit of a tendency to just always talk about Martin Luther King or Malcolm X and there's uh, just so many different uh, figures in Black history that have done so many things for humanity uh, mm-hmm. so that was like the premise the beginning of the premise of the episode which is kind of ironic because it kind of slowly became like a little bit more mlk-ish yeah. <laughs> in, in plot so it's a little bit irony there but uh i digress um hey you do it again
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um yeah and um penny accidentally i guess gets set back in time after bumping her head um, and starts to experience the uh, some of the struggles that uh, a black kid during what was it wait it was 1950s right or was it yeah
1: 1955
0: yeah um, the black kid would go through in the 1950s uh, such as segregation oh yeah and this was um, during the time they were bringing uh black kid black and uh other people of color into uh white schools or like you know unsegregating schools um so she was experiencing the segregation of classrooms and um yeah. like integration she-
1: was like slowly making its way i guess to like yes your their, their school
0: mm-hmm. and um it's a little bit of the uh our friend Martin effects too where uh Oh yeah. She Yeah, it, it kind of a little bit because she has friends that she's, you know, used to hanging out with and then when she's in this alternate reality where it is nineteen fifty five and all her friends and family are there, um she her friend Zoe, who is white, uh does not hang out with uh, her group of friends because she's white and they're black and La Cienega.
1: You know, the blacks. Sorry. La (laughs) Cienega.
0: That's my favorite line in this episode. It's like, the blacks,
1: the whites,
0: La Cienega.
1: But yeah, Zoe's not mean about it the way Randy was and Our Friend Martin when like they went to an alternate reality where stuff was segregated. Randy's just like, Man, I hate black people. You suck, ugh. Get out of here, boy. And and mm. so it's just like, I don't have any colored friends. Um Yeah, she's just very
0: confused why? and unsure. Um, which like it, it takes the not aggressive like approach of uh prejudice and racism. Um, because yeah she's just she's unsure and hasn't had black friends and they're, they're doing this integration and um, showing that uh, people of color should have equal rights and things like this uh, so it kind of treats it very uh, not delicately but well I guess delicately but it treats it in a way of like you feel like they
1: don't push it enough
0: no well I feel like they uh, show that are because there are other characters that they're not like super aggressive, but they are very much, they're so much more aggressive than Zoe, you know, like the teacher and uh, Zoe's oh. ultimate uh, reality friend. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember. <laughs> um, they're like very much like, don't hang out with them Samantha. or why are you sitting next to the. Um...
1: Uh, her name's Samantha.
0: Oh, so, yeah, Samantha. <laughs> um yeah just uh they do show that like hey don't do this because this is what our society has known and this is what's right but zoe's a little bit unsure about it and i think i, I mean i like that because it kind of showed that progress um can happen and you know has happened obviously to that to, mm-hmm. up to the point of the time period of the episode but yeah it kind of shows that um you can be you can be raised to believe something but in your heart know it's wrong and change and i feel like that's a big point with that with that character dynamic in the episode
1: yeah Uh, yeah because like mm. because it all it all starts at home and like i'm sure there were a lot of like young kids who like did emulate their parents racism but then there were a lot of kids who were like oh this is my friend or or i didn't know like why is this bad or there are a lot of kids that were like uh i i just i don't understand like i i was told this is a bad thing but i'm not sure why it's bad you know like
0: mm-hmm. not everybody and even speaking to um not just the uh the white characters in the episode But the black characters as well, specifically, uh, Penny's family, uh, uh, Penny's mom and dad are basically like, when, uh, she brings Zoe home, like later in the episode, they start to have a little kindling of a friendship and she brings her home because, uh, uh, Zoe's bird is hurt and she takes her to Trudy's mom or Penny's mom, who is a vet, veterinarian, uh, for help. And they're a little bit, um, or they're a lot of bit kind of skeptical and
1: no not. only only oscar was skeptical trudy wasn't
0: mm. no i mean well Tr- trudy did show that she was a little bit skeptical she was not like oh okay a friend she was like um okay and she was open to helping because i i feel like i mean she was definitely open to understanding and allowing her daughter to have this friendship but i feel like um the bridge of the hurt animal kind of helped bridge that gap with yeah. Trudy quicker because yeah. she did she was she did seem a little bit more a little reluctant at first but because of the hurt bird she was like all right i'm gonna help this bird mm-hmm. because this this bird shouldn't suffer just because uh we don't you know, we have societal like problems with each other
1: yeah, and then she carried that or at least um tried to carry that over to to Oscar cuz Oscar was really really concerned but um mm-hmm. about about Zoe being over there. Um mm-hmm. I mean, he was polite to Zoe's face about it, but did talk to Penny about like, you know, this girl's white, why is she over here? And on Trudy and Oscar's point of uh, point um I think that comes from like the worry because it seems right. they are in a very, they are in a mixed race n- neighborhood that is probably like just trying to like deal with the whole integration. And um, Oscar has kind of a like comedic line about like that, that daughter of yours is is disobedient or something. She's going to get this house burned down. Like I know that's supposed to be like a funny line. Um, because he said so quickly and it's sort of like, like like a quip at Trudy but that's a reality that could happen and right. Oscar's concern is valid I would say you know mm-hmm. but yeah. but the whole point of the episode is to show that like um, you know like we don't have to be that way
2: right and,
1: yeah. and to teach kids that like you know this used to be a thing and I give them props for actually using the word like "negro" and like not shying away from of it, oh, away from mm-hmm. uh, English words, not shying away from it. Hmm. Because, like, most, well, not most, but I would, I would say, I, I don't know. Could, could you get away with that now for like a Black History Month episode of a show? I don't know. This Negro is
0: History Month. Saying that or just <laughs> or yeah, like the whole, the whole
1: premise, word? or I know it's in an educational sense and I guess like the justification of it is fine. But I mean they said kaffir too and like the color of friendship and that's also a slur. Mm, hmm. To like it's like an educational sense to discuss like this is a bad word that um white people in South Africa call uh call call South Africans, you know? Like Yeah. Color of Friendship is lit. Everybody should watch it. Disney Channel. It's a decom. It's really good.
0: Oh, Color Friendship.
1: Ooh, quick plug. I don't think I've seen that in forever. Oh, I man. accidentally purchased it on YouTube, so I just like have it oh. forever. Oh no! <laughs> I
0: mean, uh, wait—is it on Disney Plus?
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, then. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, I bought it. I wanted to buy it for two bucks to, like, rent it for a day, because I wanted to see Uh, it before Disney Plus, like, happened. Um, Yeah. And I was like, cool. Oh, let me buy the HD version, I guess. It's only, like, a dollar more. And then it's just, Uh like, yours forever now. And I'm like, well, I just have a copy of Color of Friendship Digitally on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's not a bad movie to have. (laughs) Digital copy, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
1: But yeah, it Uh, it, it was a good little episode. I mean, there's more, like detailed there's like more intricacies that go on um which is it's kind of cool like they go like because it's in the 1950s like inside the house has kind of changed a little bit sugar mama's outfit is more reminiscent of something that like a grandma would wear back then you know
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's interesting yes i like that outfit stays the same though because
0: (laughs) no no wait doesn't he get like they they slightly changes like does he get suspenders or something? <laughs> was wearing suspenders, I thought. Hmm, maybe. Like I remember visually thinking that too. Where it was like he did not change that much, but there, there there had to be a slight difference. Like I I can't remember it exactly because I the watched joke. the episode in like a couple days. But
1: <laughs> or the joke could be that he's just so broke his like clothes would be the same no matter what because <laughs> he's always wearing oh, no. old clothes. Make any money, Trudy makes all the money, right?
0: Um, Let's see. I don't have a good segue for culture shock. (laughs) Um, but uh, unless you have something else to say about "I had a dream," oh hey, look, it's culture shock the the third episode we watched. Oh
1: hey, look, it is culture shock.
0: Oh snap, that's shocking.
1: Uh, whoop. I put a shock to the... your system. Oh, snap. That's right. It's a static shock. It's a crossover Mixed... episode. It's a yeah, crossover. Penny Proud goes on a date with static shock. Oh, my God. Oh, snap.
0: What will happen?
1: I'm not Virgil, just static.
0: Yep, specifically static. Oh, man, that would have been such a interesting... Wow, yeah. I, I want to see that crossover episode. Hmm. Doesn't specifically have to be a date episode, but like just the crossover of the shows.
1: Now, Culture Shock is an interesting one that I hope. <sighs> I don't know. It came out at an interesting time. time. Yes. That we all.
0: 2002, I think it came out.
1: Uh, I think.
0: This specific episode, I mean. I mean, the show came out in 2001, but. Um. Say what you're gonna say. (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt.
1: Yeah, this episode came out in an interesting time. Uh, The year 2003, two years after a tragic incident that we all know of, 9-11. Yes, yes.
2: 2001. Mm -hmm.
1: And this episode is just really important because even though... Even though 9-11 happened two years prior to this episode's air date, I feel like that anti-Muslim or just anti-Middle Eastern in general sentiment never fully left this country.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's something that is ugly and not great. And Proud Family talked about it. And that was great that they talked about it.
0: That was amazing that they talked about it because it, I feel like it introduced it to a young audience in a way that was understandable and uh, of course it, like the the moral lesson of the episode is so important and yes like you shouldn't um, like treat a specific group of people in such a horrible way. And they are a family, just like any other family is able to be. Um, yeah. And I feel like it. The the thing about this episode um, is like I feel like it's weird because I remember this episode, uh, and I remember feeling like I I got this lesson from this episode, thinking like, mm. hey, like. Deep people are people and whatnot um, and watching the episode now it felt like it didn't really present the uh, the problem or the uh, no yeah the problem of them being Muslim or Middle Eastern like it didn't really pre- not present like not the problem of them being Middle Eastern or Muslim but the Man, what am I getting at? The issue that is brought up. Okay, so sorry, I'm going to explain the episode so I can actually talk about what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: Because <laughs> I feel like I'm dancing around stuff. So, <clears throat> Penny School is having a cultural appreciation day. So, each student character is swapping households um, with other characters so that they can learn about families and different cultures. And uh, Penny. Swaps places with the Pakistani character. Oradika. Oradika. Yeah, she swaps places with her, and um is living with this family during Ramadan, uh, and kind of struggling, uh, with fasting and like learning about the culture, and is a little bit not hesitant, but um, it, it's it's struggling, um, but. I can't remember when she realizes or when the episode specifically turns when she's kind of being more accepting of the culture. Do you remember what happens?
1: Um, It's after she has a conversation with Mr. Webb, who's the history teacher, because she's about to break her fast and eat. And he's like, well, you know, you should like res- like they brought you into your into their home and you know when in rome do as the romans do and like you know they're going their way to show you how they act so you should uh, respect that and appreciate it mm,
0: right yeah yeah and she starts you know respecting their culture and like uh takes has an easier time fasting and stuff like that and starts um adopting or not adopting but um absorbing more of the culture and becoming like a lot more friendly with the family um and it all reaches ahead when, near the end of the episode, uh, they, the Pakistani family and Penny are going back to their house, and they find graffiti on the side of their home that says, go back to your country, and I can't remember the rest of the line. What was it? Hmm? What was graffiti on the side of the house?
1: i think it said like go just go back to your country Mm -hmm. you're not welcome here or something yeah country america for americans
0: yes that's what it said and it was uh kind of a it was a huge intense part of the episode and that is kind of for me when it started getting into the actual like xenophobia around the entire 9 um, 11 attack and the stigma that has been placed on these people. Um, and that was at the very end of the episode. So it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere a little bit. Um, and the very end of the episode, Penny gives her speech about living with the, the Pakistani family. And Uh she talks about how they are a family just like any other family and they should be respected. And then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And yeah. And that a little bit uh of that I don't know. For me it it kinda felt weird only because it felt like the 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 whole um cl- i guess climax for lack of a better word of the episode came like right before that moment so it, i feel like it didn't really have time for it to air or solve or it just kind of felt like here's the problem all right here's the solution all right end of episode and it felt it was like wait what like that, that well, well i don't know from it basically fair. well
1: i don't know if it's necessarily a solution is the thing because it's not like they're they solved um hate crime you know right
0: it was just
1: that was presented that this happens and it sucks and penny talked about it to the to her classmates that like this is a thing that happens and it's 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 a bad thing that that you know that people shouldn't be doing and it's disrespectful and and racist and islamophobic you know to do that
2: Mm -hmm. Um, right
1: so i don't know if it's necessarily like presenting a problem and the speech was the solution i think more so the problem was penny's reluctant reluctancy to learn about a culture that was different than hers right and the solution was her learning to accept it not necessarily the crime being solved the 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 right yeah.
0: See that's I mean that's I guess The the thing about it for me Was I mean yeah you're exactly Right that's why I feel A little bit like there was a little Bit of whiplash because It felt like yeah We're, we're going into Penny's um, Like a reluctance to Want to learn more about this culture But then suddenly this bigger problem Comes out of nowhere but then We kind of like had that problem down by going back to the other the plot of the episode so it felt weird to me in that sense like i'm i'm not saying like they shouldn't have approached it at all or things like that i'm not saying that at all i'm saying it just felt like it came out of nowhere and then it felt like i mean they kind of Mention like hey you shouldn't be you shouldn't treat people like this but it felt very like i don't know it, it just felt like it was uh man how do i explain it it felt like there was uh argument like it felt like two characters are having an argument but then a meteorite from the sky <laughs> and hit hit like I don't know people like in the background of the argument, but then they're like, you know what, we shouldn't be arguing. Hug and then and, and it's like, wait, what about that meteorite just this hit in the background? You're not gonna, you're not gonna. No. Okay, I guess I, I
1: feel you, but I think that see, like we we don't we don't know. We weren't in the writers' room. We weren't there. But totally, I I, I feel like perhaps that they might've they probably there's probably like a draft of that script that did push it further probably where they did go into like more so the aftermath of like them uh, i don't know maybe calling the police and being like this happened or maybe the police being worded out by uh, radika's family or saying that you know maybe going harder on like the islamophobia probably and then really Mm. hammer uh driving at home that like this is a awful thing that was going down Dr. Mm-hmm. degree is still going down um yeah penny realizes like this is just messed up and then gives the speech maybe mm-hmm. but maybe i feel like if they went any harder and again we have to remember this is like this is the brand of disney and i don't know if they wanted to probably go that far i'm not defending right are saying this is what went down this is just an idea that i have that maybe that's why like you do feel that whiplash that there's probably a draft of the script floating around somewhere in the ether where they did go deeper into it i, I mm-hmm. don't know
0: right yeah and no and, and i'm not saying like i mean i am kind of saying that i wish they did go <laughs> deeper into it but it was def- definitely just something re-watching it i want to say re-watching it i you know noticed this whiplash and stuff but yeah. my memories of the episode, I felt like they did. It was, it's very strange. Like, being a kid, I think, and I think this is probably, like, a big component of this. Like, being a kid, it felt like they went that deep because it went, like, that, uh, I guess, the had that turning point of the graffiti on the house mm-hmm. because of that. Like, I, it, I, I guess it felt to me like, oh, snap, they're going deep. And then the resolve of Penny having that speech, I was just like, yeah, you can't do this to people. Like, they were in the people that did Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and I remember feeling like that as a kid. And then, I mean, now that I'm watching it as I'm older, that's where I'm like, wait a second. They didn't do, they didn't really uh, yeah. solve that at all. But as yeah. a kid, I was like, yeah, they solved
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, too, like, if you think about it from a thematic standpoint, and again, I'm just throwing out, like, ideas, devil's advocate here, maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe it was intentional that it felt like whiplash, because, like, again, like, it's a thing that happens that can come out of nowhere for people of, of, like, of these groups, you know, like, like, hate crimes can just kind of happen randomly, and you're like, why, why did that happen? Like, there isn't really a reason besides, like, racism, you know? yeah. So, so 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 i don't know but like i do i do agree that like um it would have been nice to see something more penny's speech is really great for like young kids to sort of like parse it down and to like understand a bit better and the whole like what would this be like the b plot no this would be the a plot i guess like the b plot of like the different types of uh families coming together Yeah, like the B plot of like the different types of families coming together and people experiencing that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's it's just interesting because I don't know I don't even I don't even know what I'm trying to say.
0: It was well, I just I still liked that they I I appreciate that they tackled this you know topic at all because I mean I can't recall a lot of cartoons that were even tackling this and I feel like they're were definitely like i I remember at the time they were reading i mean as a kid reading articles about the xenophobia and um like the harsh realities of the racism and people were like, "Oh, what racism is still here? That's crazy!" And this was like two thousands, like early two thousands stuff. You were like, "Oh, this is what racism is. This still exists. How is that so?" <laughs> you have a better um, memory
1: of that time than I do because, I of-
0: do, yeah, I like I super remember. Like, I, I feel like I, I mean I don't remember everything but like watching this episode it helped me to recall like reading articles about this and like discovery kids or whatever (laughs) and they it wasn't like and i feel like they weren't going super deep into it as well they were just saying hey like i feel like it was basically just like this spell family episode where it's just like hey these people are people and you should treat people like this come on now and
1: it's like yeah i feel like i remember like the like the Ugh.
0: Oh, and I think I'm sorry oh, yeah. not to cut you off, but I I feel like living in New York because like I was living at, in New York at this time. I oh. feel like this was also a big part of it too, because in New York, people were like trying to avoid uh, like bodegas and stuff, because it's like a lot of um, Middle Eastern people like run bodegas, and people would be like, "Oh no, I gotta not trust this person," or like be oh. very aggro to people and it's like hey they're not even the same <laughs>
1: race they're not yeah, from the same place uh, like, come on now like that type of stuff and it's uh, yeah
0: um, you like oh,
1: and- people from Iraq and Pakistan they're all the same right and it's like mm-hmm.
0: yeah exactly so <laughs> right so I, I just feel like that could be a big component of it too where it was just like hey we gotta make sure these <laughs> The kids growing up now, or even, I mean, just people in general living in New York are go getting aggressive toward um, this group of people. And I kind of, uh, man, I feel like history repeats itself because it reminds me of uh, the, a lot of the xenophobic, like, attacks on people in, like, Philadelphia and, I mean, across the U.S. toward Asian people and um, right people yeah happening right now and um, or, or even uh, before
1: like mexican fo- folks or people who are latinx in general like you know the whole like trump building a wall thing it's like right like, this this country just hasn't gotten over like well if you're not american i guess get the heck out and it's like bruh do you hear yourself
0: right yeah and just because you're not, just because a person's not white doesn't mean that they're not american like people like yeah. like with this with uh latinx or if you're asian like you grew up here you're american like i mean you, you even have to like grow up here to be american the whole idea behind being american is that yeah. you're not from america
1: yeah like, like China uh, and like uh, I'm sure little Tokyo is suffering right now here in LA, and um, mm. people don't want to go to Mitsuo or like just the Chinese wow. or like general Asian markets. You know, everybody's mm. um panic buying, and there's nothing in stock in the Ralphs. But if you go over to like the Koreatown store, guess what? That's full because nobody wants to go there. And you know why nobody wants to go there? Because they're racist. That's the only reason. Yeah. That's what it comes down to and it it, mm-hmm. it just it just sucks that like we yeah. just can't get over this xenophobia of like oh are you are you middle eastern uh you're gonna i don't know be a terrorist oh are you asian you're gonna make me sick oh are you latinx uh you're taking my job uh i mm-hmm. like like what what the heck guys come on knock it off
0: yeah yeah um <laughs> uh, so yeah <laughs> we <laughs> get in very heated <laughs> but yeah culture shock was a culture shock <laughs> mm-hmm. man i don't even remember where you're specifically talking about. Uh, i guess uh to put a point uh point on it um yeah, it was a very, very important uh, episode, to, uh, at least for me to have seen, and I'm sure like every kid to have seen. Yeah, um, because they it was breaching or touching upon that xenophobia, uh, even if it was like just that small dab of the the hate, you know, just dab uh, shown. Dab <laughs> the dab
1: or <We're> twenty dab. <laughs> <laughs> sorry dab.
0: um and like even just showing that dab was like ha- it resonated at least with me and i'm sure with so many other people um so yeah that's uh how mm-hmm. i felt about it
1: <laughs> yeah and i mean Pr- proud family is a show that i think is what a lot of people of color and I guess specifically Black folks and some Latinx folks too um, is what we needed, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a show like this on TV that mm-hmm. was for young children that had a character and a whole family that was, like, the main that's like, oh, they look like me, you know? Those That friend mm-hmm. group looks like a friend group that I have. And, you know... Or, or it does the reverse like instead of like i was always token black friend in all my friend groups living in the midwest and the suburbs mm. and i look like at proud family and it's like oh that doesn't i don't have to be that way mm. you know like zo- like you have zoe there hanging out with the, uh, all the black kids and the the hispanic girl you know it's it's mm. just different and it showed like let's do the opposite of Of tokenism you know let's not do that yeah and and i know like proud family isn't perfect like it has its issues too like i speaking of culture suck like i i do understand that there are some people who are um muslim that might not really care for that episode because it goes so hard in some of the stereotypes Mm -hmm. um because i did read a vice article um by a by a woman Um, who I believe is Muslim herself and she talked about how like it was a really important episode for her as a child and she really enjoys it watching it again as an adult like as an adult it is an important episode to have and she's very thankful for its existence but some of the like um stereotypes because it goes this episode does lean kind of hard into certain stereotypes and Penny sort of like annoyed by all of them it does she said that it kind of like feels weird to her a little bit mm. Like i am um, reading the article she was like i'm glad i had a positive experience watching this episode as a child but it hurts to know that the joy came from a childhood of um internalized aversion to my own background and culture um um, it's my guess that the writers behind the episode thought they had to exaggerate the instances of Islamophobia that led up to this moment in order to make it more powerful um, this moment meaning the speech that Penny gives mm-hmm. Islamophobia talking about like the whole like the graffiti and whatnot um, but she says but to me the stereotyping still feels wholly unnecessary but at the same time um, she is like super happy that this episode does exist and you know that um she hopes for like more like full-on muslim representation like something like proud family for people who are muslim you know or and and i don't know it's just interesting because um a show that might be like good for one group may not be the best for another you know so
0: right yeah yeah that's a very very excellent point
1: yeah um and i and i think that's important to remember too that like proud family does a lot of good it like i said it, it does a lot of good for um black folks and, and, and like young black children to show them this but at the same time like it might not be the best thing for another group of people and and that's okay and you know it it's part of those steps to putting more black and brown faces on tv
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and i feel like in the current climate of animation we're getting there like I'm going to be that person and plug it, but Mirror Royal Detective dropping March 20th. Y'all better oh,
0: watch. Oh no. I'm surprised you haven't. Uh, you didn't start the show saying, all right, watch Mirror Royal
1: Detective. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Mira, little Indian girl in India inspired town kingdom of Jalpur like when has there been anything for the group of indian folks besides the jungle book and i i tend to think jungle book doesn't fully count because india is like a backdrop in that movie like they kind of truly yeah. completely from that movie watch it again yeah. you will understand what i'm talking about like the disney <laughs> right. version of jungle book animated version mind you could totally be removed from india and it'd be the it has nothing culturally significant in it. Um, right. And then you have Elena, which is really cool for, like, you know, young little Latinx girls to watch. And, and boys, too. Boys, too. Boys and girls can watch both these shows. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Ma's from Tomorrowland. He's Asian and Italian. Um, geez, like, your show, Santiago's coming soon.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then... Yeah. <sighs> Even for like the younger, like well, I mean, even for like the older, older kids, we've got Owl House and Amphibia, Luce and
2: Anne. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, you got another uh, Latino girl, and then you got um, a girl that's Thai. Like, come on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. Right. Yeah, things are definitely okay. getting getting more variety in the cultural background of the main characters of animated content uh specifically kids content these days which is fantastic and i feel like um to just to your point too um yeah i feel like it is important uh to like even though we could make mistakes on uh, you know, storytelling and it might not like fit the exact, uh, cultural background of everyone, everyone's cultural background. Um, you know, I feel like, uh, giving it a little bit of respect or just, you know, just presenting it, uh, and you might get it wrong, but it's just another step to getting it right, you know? Cause you, like, getting it, getting things, wrong and just completely shunning them isn't the way to having uh, equality in storytelling it's like you have to be able to make those mistakes and be like all right that wasn't the exact best way to do it but here's the better way to do it and present that and you know that's just how things get better
2: yeah yeah
1: i think that might be it for right. us then i don't know i feel like we said it all like i don't know proud family is a pretty pretty good show it it holds up really well there there are some things you probably can't get away with now but i mean like oh yeah and whether
0: definitely wouldn't things that probably with, wouldn't fly.
1: yeah and in the and, and in the sense of like good and bad you know, there are some things that are like, oh, I don't know about that. And there are some things that are like, man, that's really cool. They really push that. I don't know if they allow that on TV right now.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, it, it really is an important show. And we're, I don't know, we're, I feel like we're just grateful for the work that Bruce, Ralph, Doreen Spicer and Calvin and the rest of the crew that worked on the original Proud family did and like i feel like it was part of i would say proud family without a doubt probably helped inspire a generation of like young um black artists today i believe mm-hmm. along with shows yeah. like boondocks and stuff like proud family is your yeah. black sitcom boondocks is your black anime you know
0: mm-hmm. oh man we gotta do boondocks <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, we haven't done that. Huh? We
0: haven't done boot Oh my god. The
1: two titular black shows. Yeah. Of like, the two thousands. Early two thousands. And we have not mm-hmm. talked about them. Oops. Well, we about one
0: Oopsies. Uh, Oops. uh yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, we could have been like I, I don't know. We wanted to talk about other stuff that people haven't talked about yet. So eh. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can't just like jump right into the obvious. Like, we got, we're trying to highlight things that people may not have thought about and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we're, that's our, that's our reason.
1: <laughs> Family. A family. Proud family. Proud family. Proud family. They'll push you all oh, wrong line. <laughs> they'll make they'll make you, they'll you scream. scream.
2: They'll make you a scene.
1: Family thing, a family. Proud proud family. Proud, fam- proud family.
2: They'll push your buttons. They'll
0: make you a, a hug.
2: A family. A family.
0: Proud, proud family thanks for listening to the podcast everyone to
1: keep up with us follow us on twitter and instagram at black and animated
0: and be sure to listen for more episodes on black and and on itunes
1: the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers thanks guys until next time see you later